What's up, y'all? You already know who it is. And in case you don't, it's your girl, Queen, coming through from that NOLA, baby. Welcome to my podcast, Queen's Uplifting and Inspiring Podcast. I hope you're ready for this heat, because I'm coming in hot. Sit down and grab your seat. And like we say down here in the bayou, les ans, le bon temps, roulé. That means let the good times roll. going on what's up y'all you it is and in case you don't it's your girl queen i'm super excited to be back before you guys on today and we are back we are live we are well i hope that y'all are having a blessed holiday season um and that god is just doing something amazing in y'all life and i'm excited about this episode right here i'm trying to get my like, camera together okay Uh, But I'm excited about this episode right here. Um, This episode is titled Surviving Sexual Assault. And today I have a mighty woman of God with me and we're going to discuss this topic. Her name is Bonita Walsh and I'm just excited. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Bonita. Um, I am... Originally from Brooklyn, New York, but ended up getting shuttled to South Carolina and lived there for some year, a lot of years that I didn't want to. And then I ended up back in New York. And once I finished high school, I joined the military. So I served in the Army, U.S. Army, 22 years, two tours to Iraq. Thank God, came back. Only scratch I got on me is the one I inflicted on myself, right? <laughs> I am the mother of two boys. I have a 30-year, 31-year-old and a 29-year-old, and I have two beautiful granddaughters, ages 9 and 11. Um, and so currently I'm living in the state of Georgia. Um, I have served, I, I got into the sexual assault scene because I became a victim advocate in the military. And then I did it after I um retired as well. But we'll get more into that as we go on. And Queen, thank you so much. It's an honor to be hanging with the Queen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, And I just thank God that we are, you know, able to hang together and just talk about this topic, because this is something that we both are passionate about. And I see that the enemy doesn't even want this topic to go live because it's not streaming on my regular Facebook. But it's okay. We are still live on Insta, I mean, on my other Facebook page and YouTube. So the word is going to get out. People are going to be set free. They're going to be delivered. And I'm just excited. So our topic on today is surviving sexual assault. And this is something that we both are passionate about. When we met in the clubhouse room, this actually was the topic, surviving sexual assault. Um, And you were just speaking, you were dropping so many gems and so much wisdom. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my lady. I need to partner with her because she's talking my language. You know, Uh, for so many years, women have been muzzled. Um, They have just been walking around in shame and just like, you know, just the silence of this thing, this sexual assault thing. And so today we are going to tear the muzzles off. We're going to rip them off. Um, I made a, a post, you know, because you, you're you you're um, from the, the military, so you have all of the stuff because, like you said, you were a, um, an advocate for the victims. And so we know that there are this rape and sexual assault is one of the most frequent crimes, but it is the least reported crime. So many people go through this, this violent Mm -hmm. assault, and they never tell a soul. They take it to their graves. Mm -hmm. Were you one of the people that, 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 you know, how were you when you went through the sexual assault? You know what, to be honest, I, you know, I often think, I don't even know what age it started. I remember around age seven, my uncle, um, like uh, inappropriate with me, grinding me. I never remember it. If he ever penetrated me, I don't remember. I don't know if I blocked it out or I was too young to remember. So I always think about that. Like, you know, I don't even know if it went that far, but I can remember. But from knowing that, like at the age of seven, I was a participant with it. So I said, I don't know what age it started because I was groomed. And so when, when they groom you into it, you know, you don't you, you, you that grooming phase is something because it makes you believe that this is OK. This is the right thing 
to do. But for some reason, at a very young age, and I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, or you know, people be like, "Oh, that's too gross." But at a very young age, like by the age of eight or nine, I would hide and masturbate. And so I still can't tell you why I hid. So I believe that before my me remembering things, he groomed me. He made me be silent because how does a, a eight or nine year old know to go and hide and do those things? And then, but on the same end, I disliked him because he was my grandmother's brother. Um, he was a bishop and they absolutely adored him. But I knew what was going on. And every time he would come to, cause he did not live there. And that was the power he had over me, like as a kid. And he didn't live there, but every time he came to town, you know, my grandmother would go to work and I'd be left at the house with him. She wouldn't send me to the babysitter when he was there. And, um, you know, he would, there would be those weeks, we would have those nights, we would have to go to um, revivals that he taught. And every, I would stay up and clapping and jumping and stuff. But every time, once they introduced him and he got up, I would intentionally lay down and go to sleep. I, I did not want to hear his voice, but I still don't understand, like, why didn't I say anything? So I believe he groomed me and maybe even threatened me and it was instilled in me. The queen, the first time I ever told anybody, I told my stepsister when I moved back to New York, I was 16 years old. And she was like, I'm going to kill him. Is he is he back in New York? I'm gonna kill him. And then I no, because if he if you kill him, I won't have you. And please, because I need you. I mean, she was my stepsister. I never told my grandmother. I never told my biological brothers. I never told his kids to this day. But I told Kim, and she said, "I'm gonna kill him." And then that then that made me feel bad because I was like, "What if she kill him? You know, then I won't have her. I'm you know, she's going to jail." So. Yeah, that that's that's a little bit of my story. <laughs> wow. And I saw myself just now in your story. Um, because when I wrote my book, I put in there, hey, I don't know what age that I was, you mm. know, that touch was stolen from me, but it was stolen and I can't get it back. Right. Because I remember being five years old, six years old going to school, you know what I'm saying, and masturbating, mm -hmm. being real, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, because the enemy came in and perverted my childhood. Yes. I don't even know who that first person was that touched me inappropriately. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how blocked out it is. But I remember, um, you know, that happening, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, this person touched me, but you know how you go and play houses with your siblings and stuff? Right. Playing house. Then when I became 12, my step-grandfather, like you, you know, he, hey, can I kiss your behind and all of this stuff? No. You know, at least, at least mm -hmm. I guess, it's, at least he asked me and I was able to say no. Right. You know? But it was still that door that was mm -hmm. open. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, they, you know, when I became older, they didn't ask. They just took what they mm -hmm. wanted to take from mm -hmm. me, you know. And here I am, 15 years old, raped, muzzled, silenced, because threatened, you know. And I'm like, well, who's going to believe me? Well, why, why, why would I want to say anything or anything like that? You know what I'm saying? So I walked around in shame. And it's silence for so long mm -hmm. because of the intimidation and the fear of not being believed. Mm -hmm. So I am with you. Like when you say you will hear this person's name, you're like, Ugh. because that actually recently just happened to me. Now, here I am, 34 years old. I'm, I'm living my best life now. You know, I ain't worrying about none of this stuff. It's like, all right, that's in the past. And God is like, I need you to deal with it now. And I'm like, God, what you mean deal with it? God, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that stuff. I don't want to talk about it. He me like, no, I need you to deal with it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And so I had to write my book. And when I wrote my book, I put all of that stuff in it. And said, so then, like two months ago, God told me to look up the man who, who, who actually raped me. 
and he was a police, a New Orleans police officer. So when I looked him up, I had to look in his face on online, of course. Mm-hmm. And he was actually shot in the head the day after Hurricane Katrina. Mm. Like, and I'm reading these news articles where they're praising him as a person that protected and you know protected in his community and did all of these great things for the community, but don't know that he was praying on little innocent girls mm-hmm. and all of these things to them. Mm-hmm. So I had to just, you know, but God had to work on me through that too. Cause I realized then that I still had some unforgiveness in my heart towards him yeah. and a lot yeah. of anger, you know? Um, so this is, this is something deep. And a lot of women, like, you know, that's what I love talking about this to let other people know, like, hey, there are some emotions that come along with it. There's so much that we just think mm-hmm. that we're just going to mask and put on this mask and say, oh, well, I'm better now. But you're not better. You still have to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, are you still, do you find yourself still being affected by something that happened in your past like this? A traumatic experience. That is an awesome, awesome question because I went through a very devastating um, situation in 2019. Had nothing to do with sexual assault, but it from going through that and then ended up in, in in mental health counseling, it brought up some things. I thought, okay, I was a trainer. I'm good. It don't bother me, but I still realized, like my, you know. I had some type of feelings, not even, you know, towards him, but uh, and see, like to me, it was a lot of family members that tried me. And I think because they knew my mother and my father weren't there and my grandmother was older, I think that was a perfect opportunity for them. So once I went through that, I began to deal with shame, um, shame from that incident I experienced 2019 and then this this sexual assault thing coming up. And so, and my things were in, in every incident, I was never penetrated. For two of them, I know I was never penetrated with the uncle, with the great uncle. I don't remember him ever doing it, but it still had an effect on me. And that's what a lot of times people don't realize. It's like every 68 seconds, according to the uh, what is it, rape, abuse. Um, incest national network reign every 68 seconds some human being is either going to somebody's going to attempt to rape them or they're going to experience a rape and i i just didn't know that i had suppressed i didn't realize i suppressed some things and i was dealing with shame and see shame is totally different from guilt like guilt is you know i did something you know it's my fault this happened but shame comes and takes over your identity <laughs> and shame says, you know, no man will never want you. Once you tell them this, you know, you are, you, you know, you, you're damaged goods. Shame tries to redefine who God says you are. And that, you know, and so, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that those things were buried until this other incident happened. And when that incident happened and I started going to therapy, it's like everything got pushed to the surface. And some days I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. And I was like, I was training military and, and um, Department of Defense civilians for four and a half years and didn't and, and none of that came up. But once I got in that situation, I became isolated. Then I said, OK, let me go to my doc, my primary care provider, say, go to counseling. All of that stuff came up, all of it. And. Queen, this is something I realized. I was mad with God because I said, why didn't you protect me? I, I, I couldn't even fight for myself. I don't even know what age you started. God, you are very present help in a time of trouble. But I didn't even realize until 2020, 2021, I was angry with God. And then I was angry with myself. I was mad at me. Why didn't you report it? Why didn't you tell it? You might have saved somebody else. And I had to really go through deliverance. I had to really go through purging to forgive myself and forgive my heavenly father. Because 
those those, those emotions took me from one thing to another. It's like a it's like a like a snowball. It and the more you roll it, the bigger it gets. And then something can happen and it just explodes. So I hope I answered your question, but <laughs> you are answering it. We are like I told you, we just flowing, just allowing God to speak because it's the truth that someone needs to, to hear those words that you're saying because it's powerful. Um, and I was with you on that journey, like, oh my god, God, mm-hmm. how can you? <laughs> my protector you're my yeah. defender you're Ooh. all of these things mm-hmm. but you didn't protect me yes you didn't defend me so i found myself angry with god also and i'm just like god i can't trust you mm. i'm gonna be real mm. I, felt like I felt like i couldn't trust him right he was letting me down but it wasn't him <laughs> You know, now that I know it, it wasn't him. It right. wasn't him. It wasn't him. But I was there. And it took a, lo- a lot of deliverance, you know, mm-hmm. because not only was the, the sexual assault, but the physical abuse, the, you know, abuse. Yes. When you go through abuse, you put up these walls and these barriers, and you it's hard for you to trust people, especially when it's coming from your own household. You're right. like, you know, these are the people that's up here closest to me, and they hurt me like this. Now, come mm-hmm. on now, mm-hmm. come on now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna deal with that stuff, you know. Because, like, say if you don't deal with it, it's gonna deal with you, right? And for so many years, I walked around in shame, humiliation, mm-hmm. defeat, guilt sorrowfulness, you know, and I was beating mm-hmm. myself up like, why didn't you report it? Why didn't you say something? Because guess what? You could have saved someone else. But that was the enemy. Right. The enemy also told me, you better keep that a secret. You better not tell nobody. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You better not tell nobody. You better keep that a secret. Ain't nobody gonna want you. Right. <laughs> Mm-mm. And you know what? And it reminds me like, like the book of, you know, in, in the Bible when it talks about Tamar Ooh. and her half brother raping her. Right. All of the emotions that she had to deal with, that she had to bear. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because here this woman is, she's beautiful. She's a virgin. And she's like, look, y'all, you can ask my daddy for me. My daddy will give it to me. But no, her, her brother was so ill in his mind, made right. her feel like, oh my God, something wrong with me. Now he, all of the stuff he was dealing with, he had to go and rip her apart, tear her apart. And now she walking around in humiliation. She walking around in defeat. She walking around and don't nobody want me, just took her identity. Right. Like you said, shame will take your, it's going to steal your identity. Mm-hmm. They have you walking in a lie. And that's yeah. what Tamar did. She walked in a lie. That's what a sexual assault victims, they walk in a lie because they blame themselves when it ain't your fault, baby. It ain't your fault. Mm-mm. Queen, you're saying so much when you talked about, like, you know, it made you not trust God. I feel that I already, my, my biological father, I feel like you already let me down. And now my heavenly father. So, you know, in the scriptures, if your father being good, evil not to give good gifts, I'm like, my father didn't give me good gifts. And God, you Jehovah Gabor, you sure did. You know, like I had an attitude, neck roll. God, let me give you some of this hood. I'm upset with you. And then I've been serving you. And I, I'm grown now, you know, and I'm like, and I grew up to still serve you, even though I felt like you didn't protect me. I grew up to still witness to other people. But at the same time, I felt like, why didn't you protect me? You was all I had. My grandfather died when I was eight years old. And I'm pretty sure I would have told him because my grandfather was my best friend in the whole wide world. And I often say, God, why did you let the only one who loved them would have protected me die? You know, like, so when you talk about, you know, God, you know, I didn't trust you. To me, I, that kind of spilt from my natural life as well, because I began to view my heavenly father like I viewed my earthly father. 
But what I had to sit down, I mean, 20, that thing in 2019, it was, it was, it was humiliating. I, I dealt with shame with that, but that thing ended up being something that, that ended up set me on a whole nother course of life. Right. So I had to forgive my father, my, my earthly father, because obviously his father, who I deal with so much, he dropped him somewhere like Meshivaset was dropped because he didn't know, you know, he did the best he could do with what he had. I had to forgive my mother after I began to learn her family because she gave me to my father at the age of three. And then once I began to learn her, her story, I had to forgive her because somewhere she was dropped and she didn't have the tools, you know, because I, you know, I just was stuck like, woe is me. I never had nobody to protect me, but God still protected me because he protected both of us because I've dealt with so many victims of sexual assault in the military. Some of them run into the military so they can get away from that home where the sexual assault was only to run into the military and get sexually assaulted again. It, you know, it's just so many dynamics. We can talk every day for a whole month because there's so much to it. But like you said, to let people know, it, it, it is your, it is your, it is your, it is your, not only want to say it's your season, it is your time. It is your, it is everything. It is your, your dispensation for you to be free from guilt, shame, embarrassment, confusion, all those things that come with sexual assault. Because the person who did it to you, they're the ones who should be feeling that way. But those people go on to live their life like nothing ever happened. <laughs> they go and get careers. <laughs> uh, in the military, they get they get promoted to high ranks. With your situation, now he's the law enforcement. But we, we're stuck. Like the, like the enemy have us in a holding pattern. And, and this is sexual assault, and we just keep circling over it. We're in a holding pattern and those people are gone, like nothing never happened. So I'm so happy for th this collaboration with you because some a, a, a whole lot of people, I decree a whole lot of people will get set free from listening to this because no more suffering in silence. Because, and that's another thing, and I'm, I'm gonna be quiet, queen, cause you got me, you got my baby leaping. <laughs> no, you know, this is our thing. This is, this is what we're passionate about. So go ahead on and talk. You know, this, this this is our time to live and to live past what happened to us. And you know what, enemy, you meant it for my evil, but God gonna flip it for my good. You know, so it's our time to it's our time for a reset. In the military, they have this this thing called reset. When you take your you take your equipment to this higher echelon, and they begin to uh, to begin to diagnose that equipment. And they remove all impending errors. Or if something has been modified, a piece of equipment has been modified, they take out the old and replace it with the new equipment. They said they got to reset that equipment because of the because of the the damage it went through from being in battle. And this is our season to be reset. God is taking out that shame. God is taking out that guilt. God is taking out that 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 low self-esteem. Because Queen, I don't know if you experienced that, but that low self-esteem was real with me because of that thing. But we're in reset right now. God has said, I'm taking all of that out. And I'm replacing it with joy. I'm replacing it with your purpose. And honey, I'm replacing it with the book you should have wrote 20 years ago. Yes. This is our dispensation that we're going to be like David and we're going to recover all <laughs> oh, yes, we are. We're going to recover. Oh, I received that prophetic word for myself. I don't know who else received it, but I receive it in the name of Jesus because this is our season of reset. Yes. My God. And yes. we're going to pursue and we're going to overtake Woo. and we can recover all in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. You just said something because you're right. God has to get rid of that damage. You know, mm -hmm. like they tell you, oh, you damaged goods. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm yes. better than good. I'm great. Yes. You know what I'm like, yes. And, and the shame, the guilt, the humiliation. No, because for so long, I was like, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like I'm not happy on the inside? Like I'm, I don't have no joy. I don't have no peace. What's going on? But I had mm -hmm. to allow God to get that stuff up out of me. Yes. You know, I had to go do some real digging, some real mm -hmm. digging. Man. All right, God, you know, and I had to hit that root. You know, some people say, if don't don't bother it unless it's bothering you. 
no, 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 no. I need the body of this thing. Right. I need to get to the root of this thing because mm -hmm. if not, them weeds still gonna come up. And I, I ain't got time for to be circling on the enemy's hamster wheel. I need to be free. So when God set me free, I can go get the others and right. tell them about this thing too. Because there's so many people that, that's on the hamster wheel of the enemy. But we mm -hmm. annihilate his plans right now in the name of Jesus. We're not going in no more circles. Mm. We're not going in no more no. circles. We're going on a clear path that God has in, in you know, he, girl, I'm getting so excited. The <laughs> Look, when I get excited, I get tongue twisted. <laughs> We're going on a path that God created for us to go on, you know, because he has so much in store for us. And we have to... um we just done been through so much as women. And so mm -hmm. I just love for us to just talk about this because it's giving other women freedom and hope. Like we were in a clubhouse room the other day and I was like, look, we exposing these family secrets. <laughs> you know, we're going to expose this thing because it nine times out of 10, it's coming from out your family, out your bloodline. Me and my daddy was talking just on Christmas and I found out so much stuff that went on on his side of the family, murderers, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We got, got an uncle that done raped several, several mm -hmm. nieces and nephews, and nobody said nothing. No. Nobody mm -hmm. said nothing. All they said was, I, I can't bring my baby around him. Here, 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 and protecting your child. But why didn't you protect everybody else and say something? Right. No. Uh-uh. It's time to let those skeletons out their closet and speak on it. You mm -hmm. know, no, we're not protecting no pedophiles. We're not protecting no no molesters, no no child, no rapists. We're not protecting them. Right. We're exposing them. Mm-hmm. My mm -hmm. God. Mm -mm. Yes. And you know, Queen, what you talked about earlier about, you know, that verbal abuse or, you know, the, you know, child abuse or those, those things and those family secrets, all those things play a part in a lot of times why people don't report the sexual assault. Because I grew up in the house where they shamed you and, and you're not going to bring shame to this family. Me, I'm not the one around here sexually assaulting people. And so, but you don't even realize you grow up and that thing is instilled in you. So now you won't do it. Um, it's a lot of like, according to people, different religions, they won't do it. Um, because the religion is say like, especially like in the Muslim religion, like that woman is not considered pure no more. So I'm not going to report that because, you know, I probably won't get a husband. I'm considered, you know, damaged goods, you know? And so there's so many different things, our childhood that play with us, you know, um, let something come out. Oh no, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly didn't do that. Them girls is fat. How is that your first default? And I told one of my cousins, I said, you know what? You're saying that in front of people who've been sexually assaulted and you don't even know that. So that's why a whole lot of family members, they won't come out and tell it because they hear what you're saying. So they think you would think the same thing about them. What if I hear the preacher saying it? What if I hear the, uh, what the prophet came in my room on Clubhouse and began to say, oh, come on now. Um, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing. That was that woman's sneaky link. Now he don't want to do things with her no more. Now he don't want to give her money. So now she going to say, and I'm like, my God, we in trouble. Because the world, the church think like the world. Mm -hmm. The church got victim blaming statements. What, yes. what, what are we going to do? <laughs> yes. He yeah. going to raise the queen and Benita to take over the kingdom because we are the kingdom of God. It's no way in the world I should be running to, I got to run to the National Organization of Victim Association or I got to run to Rain when I need help and I got a whole kingdom. Mm -hmm. Why is it the kingdom of God teaching about this? Yes. Why aren't they doing prevention training? But, but, and mm, I'm gonna get in trouble, but I've been in trouble before. Come on now, you know, I love trouble. <laughs> I've been in trouble before. But why you can hear God saying, I should sow $130 seed into you, but you can't hear God saying that I'm broken 
because I was sexually assaulted. Why can you hear God giving you my social security number? But then you don't hear God saying that young woman or that young man over there act the way they act because they were sexually assaulted. We need a reset in the body of Christ. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We need a reset. Y'all up here arguing about I got haters and I'm apostolic. No, it ain't no more apostles. No, it ain't. Y'all arguing about stuff and people are sitting right under you dying. I'm 50 years old. You got 70 year olds who never told that they were sexually assaulted. The, the largest, statistically, the largest group who will experience sexual assault is like from the ages of 18 to 34. And you and I wasn't even in that bracket. And they're the, they're the largest statistic. But it, it's my baby. I'm, I'm speaking in tongues. And I'm, but do I have a, a climate in my house that my baby can come and tell me, Ma, today, Pastor, pinch my butt? Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. We, we, we got to have a reset in the kingdom totally. Mm -hmm. People are hurting. Right. You are absolutely right. And you have me just like, oh my God, because <laughs> look, you're absolutely right. This is something that no one wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're they're not equipped to handle it. You know, I was mm -hmm. wondering why at that moment when I was in church and I was going through those different things, like I was, you know going through battling mental illness and I was, you know, I, I thought it was mental illness, but it was actually warfare. It was so much stuff that I was just battling and dealing with and, and I'm in church and I'm serving and I'm doing all these great things, you know, and like, I still was broken. Mm -hmm. I still, you know, I didn't even know that God remembered the rape until I went to a conference and then it was like, they got some rape victims in here. I'm gonna need for y'all to come up here. And I was sitting in there in this conference now with hundreds of people afraid to go to the altar because of the people that I was with. I went with my church and I was like, I'm not going up there. Them people are going to judge me. Shame. Same going. But all of a sudden, my feet brought me to the altar. They brought me. I was like, man, I'm not going up there. My feet had them pick me up. The Holy Ghost picked me up and brought me to the altar. Girl, if you don't get up here, you need to be helped. And that was, that was I was like, oh my God, like that was 15 years later. God brought mm -hmm. that to my remembrance. Mm -hmm. he said, I need you to deal with this. I need you to handle this. I need you. You know what I mean? Like, great. Like, I'm not going up there. But the people who I was around, they wasn't equipped. And if they was, they didn't deal with their own stuff. Right. We, we want to focus on the future so much. But like I say, if you don't deal with your past, your past is going to deal with you. You yeah. got to deal with that stuff, too. And you have to make that, that environment to where your children can come and talk to you. Because right. my, I, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do it. My mama said all the time. When she would, she couldn't do that. So mm -hmm. she had to bury her rape. Yes. Bury that thing. She couldn't, the first, the first person she told that to was me. And the only reason why she told it to me was because I started speaking out on it. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? I ain't taking this to the grave. I'm going to speak out on it and I'm going to speak loud and you're going to have to mute me, change the channel, do something, but I'm going to speak out on it. You know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, well, you know, this happened to me. And I'm like, all right, Ma, I'm glad I'm giving you a voice because mm -hmm. it's people like us that are giving a voice to the voiceless. Yes. You know, my great-grandmother took it to the grave. My grandmother took it to the grave. Nah, mm -hmm. Claire, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The enemy be exposed, but we're going to expose them on every level. Mm -hmm. And it, it's happening mm -hmm. in the church. You want to talk about the Pope in the church? Yeah, they're exposing the Pope, but we're going to expose him too over here in the kingdom and all of that. And we're also going to get the resources that we need to handle people, yes. you know, to help these people because they're hurting, they're broken, and they feel yes. like they're by, them by themselves because like, ain't nobody talking about this. They want the $150 seed. They want the Pandora bracelets. They want all of this stuff. But nobody want to help me gather my broken pieces and make me whole again. Right. Do you notice on Clubhouse, rooms like ours won't have a lot of people? Mm -mm. It, but other rooms come on in as a prophetic forecast. Come on in. We talking about crypto and, and not to I'm not knocking none of those things, but 
why don't y'all come in and learn some stuff? But you would sit up there and say, oh, these girls wearing these tight clothes and, 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 and they got lust spirits. A lot of these people don't have lust spirits. They're trying to get, they want attention. Something mommy and daddy never gave them. Or get attention because when they said they were sexually assaulted, every day they was hushed. You know, and, 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 and everybody don't have a demon. I was sexually assaulted. I don't have a demon. <laughs> Well, I had I had one with look, Mama, because I wrote in my book. I went to my one-on-one deliverance session, and I did get those demons called out. There was pedophilia demons that was on the bloodline. There were mm. lust demons. There, you know, because when when you raped and you sexually assaulted, like you know, so many pedophiles was around me. I ain't even know, you know, mm-hmm. on my dad's mm-hmm. side. The next thing you know, I'm getting raped by all the men and stuff. So yeah, they had to call that stuff out. But still. Mm-hmm. Where are we? We still need to get them so we can get them their deliverance. We can get them the counseling. Mm-hmm. We can get them their inner healing and the things yeah. that they need too. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, they need inner healing. They need deliverance. Mm-hmm. They need somebody to get in the boat with them, not rock yeah. the boat. Yes. 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 I'm getting fired that up. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Get in the boat and don't rock the boat. Matter of fact, that's the name of your new book. Come on now. <laughs> Now look, you know I got a boat on this one. I got a boat. Mm-hmm. You see the boat born in a storm. Wow. And look, y'all, if y'all have not, go ahead on copy y'all copy. Born in a storm. You already know. Um, it's at my website, WanikaWilliams.com. Yes. So get in the boat. Don't rock the boat. Don't flip it over. I love it. Because we definitely have to get in the boat. We gotta walk with them through this. They come in the kingdom, we welcome them. Um, but we don't know that they're suffering mm-hmm. and they're suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the, we had the room the other night and I was so grateful. I was like, I'm not about to do this room, but I'm so grateful that I obeyed God and did it because you came in and you're always a blessing to me. Um, just, you'd be like, look, I ain't got nothing to say. You know, <laughs> it turned into a poetry room. It's just so much, but there are people that were speaking out about it. Um, even Michael, you know, he was saying that he was a child mm-hmm. Um survivor of sexual abuse you know i had other women in the beginning of the room speaking out on this topic right here one woman had kept this thing a secret being gang raped for 26 years you know what i'm saying another woman was like she saw she spoke her truth and then she was like well i see that my my nephew my um brother is like this with my niece and so, no, because I remember he used to do the same thing to me. So now I got to go ahead and talk with him to make sure he's not doing the same thing to her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we think that we're not working and what we're not doing, it's like, all right, you speak, you plant that seed, and they're going to go and follow through and do what they need to do. Because here we are having these people having these difficult conversations in their bloodline now. Right. We right. agitate them too. You know, like, well, if they can speak out about it, you know, we ain't telling you to go and set the people on fire or nothing. No, right. Like, you know. Um. <laughs> but have those hard conversations that has never been had. And 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 that's why I always, I absolutely love the millennials. I have two of them. The millennials, I, I don't know what God did with y'all. <laughs> but millennials would be like, I'm speaking out. I'm not doing this. I'm saying, whereas and I'm Generation X and and there's still some generation um, uh, baby boomers and some the, the older ones from the silent generation. Just think of that name, the silent generation. So this is what I believe. A lot of times our ancestors, some slavery, they suffered in silence and they didn't say nothing. A lot of them were raped. And then as they, they just passed that on generation trauma from generation to generation. And here we are, not wasn't even living in the era of slavery, but we still thought like them. Uh, they kept a lot of secrets. They 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 were scared because they felt like if they said something, they would lose their life or their kids would get stolen. So it's just so many things from the family bloodline that plays such a a, a role with how we respond to things. But I, I just I just believe that God is doing good. The tables are turning now. And I believe, you know, I just believe God, the, the, the millennials really turned the tables because the millennials like, no, ma'am, no, sir. I'm 
I'm telling. <laughs> they even got, I mean, us a lot of them out is on Facebook say, uh, tell somebody, you know, and it's a lot of young people coming forward. And we need these men to begin to step up and have these conversations like you and I are having, because there are a lot of men that suffer in silence. Um, they, I forgot what year it was. I think it was 2015, between 2012 and 2015, this pastor, this Kojic pastor um, was like, they said he was so helpful. He was always helping the homeless men. And so one young man ended up killing him. And when they had his trial, these different people in church began to come out and say, we reported him to the district bishop. We reported him to this person. He did this to my son. He did this to my son. And they still was letting him be a pastor. So they knew he was a pastor. I mean, a pedophile, but they removed him from one district, like in Kojic, a lot of districts. They removed him from one place in a district to another, or they would just move him to another district. Why? In the words of Kanye, houseway, how you keep moving in the military, we call it PCS, and how you keep PCSing a pedophile from one from one house to another, damaging the people of God. You're gonna be held accountable for that. So we had to deal with it, these family secrets, these church secrets. Because the, I might get in trouble again, because the priest ain't the only one raping people. And let's not talk, let's not forget because we got women rapists too. They might not be at a, at a greater um, <laughs> statistic than males, but they there too. Mm -hmm. it, it's just it's just so much. So these conversations, and then not only having the conversations, but then we give them resources. Mm -hmm. Because I think I love what you're doing, bringing being, bringing awareness to it. Like you're not the only one that has experienced this. I understand. When somebody said they're dealing with shame, I understand that guilt, low self-esteem. I, I, we understand that. So you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer in silence because the, the, the reset team is here. <laughs> the reset team is here yes. and you can recover all and you don't have to walk in shame. And, and, you, and you still worthy to be a wife. You still are worthy to be a mother. Maybe we didn't make some good decisions. Let me speak for myself. I didn't make some good decisions because I made decisions off of what, you know, off of my defense mechanism. But I repented for that devil. You can't hold that over me no more. You can't. We're going to be like God told Zion, and I think it's Isaiah 62 and 12. He said, You will be known, you will go to being the sought out. Yes. Mm hmm. We can, everybody, we're going to recover all. You will go to being the sought out. You will be able to prevent it from happening. Our children going to college. Our children go to college. Uh, Rain says that, that it's more likely that a male will be raped who go to college versus a male who don't go to college. Wow. The rape was a rape, abuse, incest, national network. Their statistics says that a male will more likely be attempt someone will attempt to rape him, or he will experience a rape in college versus never going to college. That's scary because mm -hmm. a lot of times we push our babies to college. Mm -hmm. What are these college? What are these college? What are these college dorms doing about sexual assault? The prison sexual assault. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Man, we can just do series on series on this topic right here. Um, and we are definitely going to be back and just do more on it because we just tipping the iceberg today. Mm -hmm. We are just tipping the iceberg. But, you know, I like I watch a lot of Law and Order. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my show. It be on all day up here. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, the college, um, the college scene, just so much. I was watching one show where a man was getting raped, you know, um, he was being sexually assaulted by his own wife. Mm. She was beating him and, and, and abusing him and sexually assaulting him and so much, yes. so much. So this is definitely something that we have to provide resources for. And you have so much, so many resources, um, this is the woman right here, y'all. <laughs> she, she got that 
she got what you need. She got what you need. Um, so tell them how can they get these resources that they need and you know connect with you. Um, whatever you may have for the people after this after this broadcast. Listen, so I, I still use Rain a lot. Um, and again, Rain is um it's uh org. They have a um a toll-free sexual assault hotline and the number is 800-656-4673. Again, 800-656-4673. There's NOVA, the National Office of Victims. Uh, I want to say it's a, a association, but you can look them up, www.nova.org. They have a lot of free resources. Um, I am I, I, my goal this week is to talk to the Boris Henson Foundation. That is something that Taraji P. Henson started to help people get a couple of sessions free who can't afford therapy. And so I, I, I contribute to them every month. But I was like, you know what? I contribute to them, but I can't even tell people you know, how to assess the, 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 the therapy through them. So that's something um, I need to look up, but you can look it up as well. The Boris Henson, H-E-N-S-O-N Foundation with Taraji P. Henson has an organization and can get you a couple of sessions of um, sexual, I mean, uh, mental health therapy. Um, and I would say, you know, make your decision. Are you gonna report it? And, and that is a big decision to make. Because many times people don't want to report it because they don't want to have to deal with what comes with it. The investigation, um, you know, depending on how long it's been. The um, the forensic examination, the slang name of it is the rape kit. Like how, you know, people don't want to deal with that. But even if you don't want to, if you don't want to report it to law enforcement, if you don't want to, you know, talk to a qualified counselor or get with a somebody that's heal and hold a victim advocate. Cause sometimes people just want to talk about it and get it out. It's up to you how you do it. But what you, but, but, but what I want you to do is be determined to get your power back because sexual assault come to take your power. It'll cause you to go into isolation. It'd be like, you ever see some people that are very indecisive, you know? Okay, whatever you want to do. All right, well, we can go ahead. We can. Sometimes that thing is rooted in that sexual assault. So, um, and I'm a, and Queen, you tell me, I got resources. I'm telling you, I, I, I need to fly to New Orleans, spend a day or two with you, and give you everything because I, I'm one person. Everybody needs to have this. You, you will touch people I never touch. Mm -hmm. there's, some, there's somebody listening because listen, there are billions of people in this world. What I look like keeping all of this to myself and I'll never touch the people you touch. Yes. We, this is reset. We can reset the world. You're going to reset. You're going to recover all. You might not want to be a victim after. You might just want to get your peace of mind back. You might just want to get your joy back. Okay, we're going to reset you for that. Some of you all, you will end up being great um, uh, advocates for this. You can go to training and things of that nature. I'm going to look it up. There's some free training out there too for, for people to come become victim advocates. So I'll make sure I look that up and give that to you as well. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, there's so many resources. You And and, and if you go to rain.org, you can even chat. They'll chat with you. Uh, and, and, and your stuff is never known, will never be made known publicly. If you're in the military, there's the DOD Safe, Safe Helpline. The DOD Safe Helpline, go to that website. They'll chat with you. They can get you a victim advocate when you're stationed at or in your state. Um, the thing with the military, the military is giving soldiers two options. They can report restricted. And restricted means I just get my internal help. I can get a victim advocate. I can talk to the chaplain. I can get my mental health. I can get my medical, but I never report it to my command or to the military law enforcement. And some people do that until they can get the strength to begin to deal with maybe, you know, an investigation. Because that's a lot to deal with investigation. That that's a whole nother podcast by itself. Because that investigation is so intrusive. So, you know, that's out there for the military DOD safe helpline. There's a lot of resources out there. You can even Google um 
free free sexual assault advocacy. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna park my dream car because I can go on and on. Find out what your state offers. The, every state has a victim compensation, right? Find out what the state, the state of Texas, man, when I was dealing with the soldiers of Fort Hood, Texas, the state of Texas would give a victim the first month rent and the deposit to move because maybe their assailant lived in their same apartment complex. They, your, Each state has victim compensation where they can help you. Some of them, they can get you time off so you, you know won't, uh, from your job that your job won't dock you because you got to go to court for things. So, you know, it's just so much in that rain.org. It has a lot of information on it. It can tell you what's considered sexual assault in your state because some things are mandatory reporting, regardless if you're a medical person or not. And it's on that website. So, Queen, I'm going to be working with you, girl. We about yeah. to reset. We about to reset this this thing. A victim, everybody, you're going to go from a victim to a conqueror. Mm-hmm. Because you know what the Bible says, yeah, you know, all these things, we are more than conquerors. You're going to go from coping to conquering. Yes. You know what? And you can't overcome PTSD. You can't overcome, because a lot of sexual assault victims, you deal with PTSD. You can overcome it. You keep re-experiencing it, having nightmares. You can get you you can get trained to where you can bring your mind back from that event. You know, it, it don't feel like you are stuck. Because you are not stuck. There you shall recover all. And so, I, you know what? People complain about Clubhouse. I thank God for Clubhouse. I would have never met you if it wasn't for Clubhouse. Yes. God is so strategic. Anything God, anything that God can use, of course the enemy is going to come into it. Yeah, crazy stuff happened on Clubhouse. But also on Clubhouse, I get to meet the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I get to meet the reset commander. Come on. Yes. Come on. They become you and they'll be they'll be older than you coming to you. Mm. Because you got the answer. And, and they and they know that you won't judge them. And that and that's what many assault victims need. They need queen. And queen will raise up other queens. You will train others to be advocates. And, and you'll be like, Jesus, go ye therefore to all the world. Yes. Right? And yeah. so, so, you know, I, I'm just excited for you. I'm, I thank God I met you and I promise you. I, I'm t- I was just thinking this morning, I said, I got family in New Orleans anyway. I'm at the fly to New Orleans and take all my stuff. And so mm-hmm. me and queen can get together and, 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 and so you can have all this information. Right, but we are still collab. But Queen is also set up because what I have, Queen has. Yes. And what yeah. Queen and what Queen has, I'll have yes. because there's some things that Queen had that I don't have. And yes. I'm gonna say this, and I promise you, I'm gonna park that BMW that I want so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God for you. I thank God for what he's getting ready to do with you and through you. I thank you that like I decree over your life, like God told Zion, you will be sought out. I decree you will be sought out, you know, and that you will be known as the repairer of the breach. Jesus. I, I just decree that over your life and that you will train so many others and like how the army got a whole system of how they handle victim advocate victims and uh, victims, and you will create that for the kingdom. It you know it'll be balanced. It will have Jesus, and it will have wholeness and deliverance, and it will have mental health and emotional health. And God will do that through you because He can trust you. I, I just decreed over your life. I, I don't believe that we met by just to be meeting on the flu. Yes. But I'm the queen. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Esther was the queen and shift the whole. Don't start me. I, I'm parking Ooh. this Oh, <laughs> Yes. For such a time as this. Woo. My God. My God. Because God told me if you don't raise up and you don't you don't be the deliverer, I'll raise up another one. Mm. For such a time as this. So I need you to deliver my people. Oh, yes. my God. 
my God, my God, my God. I receive mm -hmm. every word, every decree, every prophecy. I receive that in the name of Jesus because God knows we need women like this. We need kingdom women. And like you yeah. said, they won't judge. Right. They need somewhere where they can come and lay down their burdens and say, you know what? I feel safe. Yes. So that motherly love, that protector. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I can go to bed at night. Mm. Got somebody that done dealt with the memory recall, so now they can help me deal with the memory recall. My God, my mm. God. So, wow. And, and like I said, I, I, I am grateful for Clubhouse as well because I would have never stumbled in your room. I would have never met Miss Bonita Wash. <laughs> my God, you're a phenomenal woman of God. Keep doing what you're doing. And you know, you are, we are standing on your shoulders. So when I speak of Things like this, mm. I'm always going to remember you because I'm standing on your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and you just keep doing it. I just decree that God is going to do some amazing things in your life as well. Mm. And eyes mm. have not seen, neither have ears have mm. heard that God is ready to do anything through your life. So get ready, get ready, get ready, prepare Ooh. because the harvest is here. Thank you, you don't even have time to prepare because the harvest is here and it is plentiful because you have been out in the fields and you have been plowing and you have not mm. turned your back against the plow. So God just said, get ready and I just decree abundance over your life now and that the latter shall be greater than your former in the name of Jesus. And I just see the rain just coming down over you right now. So get ready for the rain. Get ready for the abundance. Get ready for the bumper crops that is about to hit your house, that is about to hit your life. In the name of Jesus, I just feel like a wave just coming through right now. So get ready in the name of Jesus. And this wave will not wipe you out, but you're going to ride this wave. You're going to ride the wave of his glory. In the name of Jesus, I just decree double honor, double favor. Everything that your hands shall touch in this season, in this lifetime, from this day and beyond. 2020, oh Lord, 2022, I decree double. Thank you, God. Now, in the name of Jesus, that I'm saying, what's that Isaiah 16, 11 is that where the gates are open and God is saying that your gates are open. The gates of wealth are open. The Kyle gates of wealth are open for you now. So get ready and go in the name of Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. I agree. I receive it. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Get ready. Get ready. We're going to turn this thing into a whole prophecy. Uh. <laughs> Man, but when God gets ready to flow, y'all just know God has something in store for each and every one of you. And this, just because these things have, have happened to you and you've been there does not mean that that's where God wants to leave you at. He has something greater for you, something mightier, something magnificent beyond anything you can ask or dream or imagine. So mm -hmm. get ready for what God is about to do in and through each and every one of y'all lives. Um, and please go ahead. If you guys have not done so yet, please share out this broadcast. I want to shout out to my sister, Monique Melek, for being in a building. <laughs> Man, <laughs> shout out to you, sis. Thank you so much. And everyone else that is on the live and is going to catch this replay um, and the podcast as well. So, um, anything else you would like to leave the people with before we close this out today? Th this has just been so good. Again, thank you. And just, you know, just let everybody know that you, you, you can recover. You can recover, you know, because we look at people and think they got it together and you don't even know their story. And so you're going to recover. I, I just decree you, you you're going to recover. You're not damaged goods. You, you, low self-esteem has never been your portion. You were never ugly. You were always, you were always desirable. And so I just decree that all, every lie that shame told you that it has been cast down and cast back to the very dry places from which it came. And it won't, like you said earlier, Queen, they're going to get their sleep back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You're going to walk into this new season, whole, heal, yeah. deliver, and set free and this is a time when you have to deal with it so it don't deal with you mm, you have yeah. to make the first step and yeah. say 
you know what? I want to deal with this thing because I'm tired of this thing eating it and torturing me, tormenting me. Because that's what it is, a tormenting spirit. And once you release that thing, it ain't gonna have the it ain't gonna have that hold to torment you anymore. So we just break that off of your life right now with the power and the fire of God. And we declare a new season over you. This is your season to recover, to pursue, to overtake and recover all. And we decree a reset for you. You know my club is Club Rio. So when you were saying a reset, I was like, oh, baby, we about to do it big in 2022, okay, from this day and beyond, all right? Yeah. <laughs> You guys have not done so already go ahead on cop my book you heard me a born <laughs> song. i am definitely a voice to the voice listen so is miss bonita as well we thank you guys and one more thing our sponsorship a is coming to us from rochelle baker she is my publishing coach if you guys need to write your book hit her up at i am Definitely hit her up. She worked walk with me through the process of healing as well from a lot of these different mm. issues. And you need powerful women of God around you that's going to help you and not hinder you. So we'll see you guys next week. Check us out later for another dose of that.